The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car right in your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Molly, where do we even begin? Where do we even where do we where do we even possibly begin? Guys, welcome to Riverdale Roundup. We are um we are discussing today chapter 56, The Dark Secret of Harvest House. This episode was not only bananas, but also fucking fabulous. It was fabulous in its own right. It's true. I saw a lot of people, I saw that there was a lot of um, outcry, I'll call it outcry, not outrage, but outcry about this episode uh, last Wednesday when it was like on. And I was like, sometimes yes. people tweet at me about Riverdale when it's on. And I last year I could watch it when it was live, but this year my schedule doesn't work that way. And so I'm like, do not tweet at me about Riverdale because you don't know when I've watched it. No, I also want to say, actually do a quick thank you to everybody that knows that we don't watch it when it is actually on because neither one of us are able to do it on Wednesday nights. So I always appreciate the guys that you're just like, have you seen it? Rather than, so I just want to say thank you because usually I end up being able to watch it like the Sunday before and then I'll watch it again right before we record. Yeah, I watch it twice a week. <laughs> That's true. And to be fair, yeah. no Page 7 listeners have ever tweeted spoilers at me, but like people in general are tweeting about no, outside, it. outside, yeah. And people on the outside, yeah. And then Page 7 listeners and Riverdale Roundup listeners will be like, right, have you seen it? And then sometimes there'll be a little teaser of the outcry. This episode was bananas. And so I knew going in that it would be something. But I, I, I wasn't prepared. How could I have been? And I was by myself. I, w- I wasn't, didn't have anyone to talk with or scream to or anything. And so I had to text Jackie and see if she had seen it yet. And it's really an episode not for the faint of heart and not to be experienced alone because it was it's scary. Yeah. It was scary. And it was also just, it was scary. And it was also like, so outrageous like a good Riverdale episode like you just want to be like are you fucking kidding me you know you just really want to <laughs> just scream at people throughout and so and I and then and then I'm like then I want to tweet with everybody about it I'm like can we all talk about Riverdale but then I don't want to tweet out spoilers and so it's a vicious cycle you know no it is a vicious cycle see this is what happened a friend of mine who writes for another CW show, I was sitting with him, and he was just like, have you watched Riverdale yet? I was like, no. And I was, he doesn't listen to Riverdale Roundup, and I was like, oh, but Molly and I have quite a few theories. He's like, I'm going to go ahead and guess that none of your theories were correct, because this was ridiculous. And I got to say, Molly, pretty pissed 
that so far none of our ridiculous theories have been correct. And yet, I that's why I love this show so much, is that who fucking thought that possibly <laughs> Jason Blossom from the first season isn't dead? Yeah. What? That, that was a twist. <laughs> I will say, in terms of our theories, though... You were close. You were the closest because you suggested that they were cloning people. And, yes. and, and, Which, and, and hilariously, when you did that, I was like, that's a little far fetched, Jackie. I think I still think that that is a possibility because they I know we have to get into this, but I just want to say this real fast. I there's no way that they just need all of those kidneys for Evelyn. It can't all be going just for hers. So it's like, are they selling them on the black market? Or is that part of their cannibalism as well? That like that this is part of their including this into people's food? Or is my cl- cloning possible like my cloning hypothesis correct? And they were using it to use stem cells to make other people from I don't know if that's how stem cell research works. <laughs> I have absolutely no fucking clue. But if you have an organ, I'm assuming you can make a person, right? <laughs> Is that how it works? I think that'll actually... I'm an idiot. I think that uh, a lot of sci-fi texts are built on that premise. So I don't think that you're coming out of, totally out of left field there. Um, All right. I forgot that you also had the theory about cannibalism, which, you know... Again, seemed far-fetched at the time, but but what we learned in this episode is that the farm is an organ farm, and it's now an nothing organ. seems far-fetched. The second that the second that I think was it Fangs or was Kevin went to his side and was like, oh, but like right here, just like oh, you know, but it's but it's gonna feel better. I was like, don't tell me they're taking kidneys. Are they taking <laughs> fucking kidneys? Are they taking kidneys? Also. Are they like so? Anyone that listens to the show that is that is like a lot younger than us. I thought everyone knows the whole like the not the old wives' tale. What is it called? Like the like the, the scary story of going home with a stranger, then waking up the next day in a pool in a tub of ice with your kidneys cut out, and those are the incisions. And that's like what I was always scared of happening. Did didn't you grow up with that what? story? Like the creepy story? What? And is it just me? <laughs> No, what? it's like I was always scared of that. I don't know if it was just something that like my older Wait. siblings told me. When you say scary stories, do you mean like Bloody Mary or Candyman, or do you mean like a re- like like the like the realistic scary stories we were told about how like a guy in a van is gonna abduct you? Like the realistic scary stories that like <laughs> that was part of like the like I think I don't know if it was my older sister or my mother that would tell me it's like that's why you don't go home with strangers. Because you might wake up in a tub of ice. Yes. No. I was always scared of that. I'm sorry, but I don't think, unless I'm the one who's who's wrong on this, I don't think that that is like a common uh, realistic concern that we hand down to our children. I thought that's all. I thought all parents put that fear into their children. I was always scared of having my kidneys taken. Wow. Wow. Maybe I had especially, uh, you know, progressive parents who didn't fear that my kidneys would be harvested, but I never had that. Maybe I need to go back to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe that's a the number one reason of why I love Riverdale so much is because maybe this bitch just needs some more therapy. <laughs> All right, I'll go back. Didn't realize I was alone in this. <laughs> Well, that's funny because I was totally like there's that scene, right, where where they're all in the farm because Betty lives there now. And they're uh, they're talking about how Edgar Evernever likes to manifest your physical, your emotional pain into physical pain uh, and then help you with it. And I was totally I this was probably just me being clueless, but I was like, is he beating them? Like, I did not see the kidney thing coming. No, you obviously did because of your background. Yeah, because I'm terrified because I'm terrified <laughs> my kidneys taken. But apparently they are not. So it's all using that. I forget what that thing. What is the ball thing he called? The oh yeah, the thing that you used to get at Spencer's in the mall. Click, the clicky, clack. clickety clack. Click, yeah. The clickety clack. The, the clickety clack. I've known that it was used. I've I, I've heard that it has been used for hypnosis many times, which also makes sense of the fact that like he you can under hypnosis manifest a good amount of things. So that all of that stuff actually makes a lot of sense. But I feel like he's going to use the fact that he knows all of their worst fears and their worst secrets, obviously, against them. Yes. Yeah. And 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 is using hypnosis. We learn not only is that Edgar, Edgar Evernever is using hypnosis to have them talk about their emotional pain and then telling them that he's going to fix it uh, by turning it into physical pain and then harvesting their organs. But he's also... In Betty's case, Betty sticks some wax from a candle into her ears, uh, and then, which that's very and, dangerous. Yeah, and is but is able to resist the hypnosis and sees that Edgar Evernever is basically, uh, in her case, duping her by she thinks that she she gets hypnotized. She thinks that her dark self is talking to her about how she's actually a serial killer and stuff, but it was really just her sister Polly, and. Uh, and 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 she was able to find that out because she was resisting uh, Edgar's hypnosis. But I want to know how. What did he do with everybody else? Like who doesn't have like a lookalike? Basically, I feel like if it's just like a stand-in, it's almost like the um, it, it's like putting on the mask of another person. That the, in reality, you see what you want to see in most uh-huh. cases. I don't think it has to be someone that looks like you or looks like the person. Uh-huh. I think that that your own brain is, especially when it is. It's lending itself to this vulnerable side. We'll see whatever he wants you to see, which is uh-huh. very scary. It is very scary. And and but but then I guess another another question I had then is, if if he's using other members of the farm to trick people in their hypnosis, then don't the other members of the farm know that this is that he's full of shit? You know what I mean? Like, are they? In other words, are they in on it with him, like, knowing he's a bad guy, or are they actually still true believers? I think that they're still true believers. I think that they're doing this to help, uh-huh. to open people up. And so, like, this is part of the farm, and we do this together, and uh-huh. all that kind of bullshit. So I think that that's really what it is. But I, I, I don't fear, but I expect and I hope that Bad Betty is going to come out to stay in this next episode. Yeah, yeah, Dark Betty really has evolved from season one's cam girl to, uh, to, and when I say cam girl, I mean not even cam girl doing not any even, sex no. work. Just like literally a girl talking into a webcam with a wig on. <laughs> with a wig on. <laughs> uh, she has 
that used to be the definition of Dark Betty. And now Dark Betty is like, well, we all know that you're actually a serial killer with a serial killer gene. She's got the serial killer genes, but even so Polly and Alice both said that her dad also didn't even have it. So I don't know how science works, but if none of them have it, right? Obviously, Hal's father was also a serial killer, and we know that. So why doesn't Hal have the gene, and is that something that skips a generation, or does that mean possibly down the line that she was not Hal's daughter? Good question. Is it like redheadedness where it skips a generation? But even then, you still have, the parent still has the recessive. Right. We're going to get into gene theory. Like, <laughs> I'm what sorry, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm such a dumb, like, I know that I'm smart. And, like, I'm not saying this, like, I'm so dumb. It's like, I know I am dumb when it comes to things like science and cloning <laughs> and DNA. I don't get it. You know, I, but I at least, you know, I've got, I feel like that has something to do with, they. there has to be a reason why they, I mean, there doesn't have to be a reason why. It is Riverdale. <laughs> Riverdale. Why they said that Hal doesn't have the gene also. Yeah, I, I, right. Somebody's got to have a recessive serial killer gene in there, if the serial killer gene is even a thing. Uh, but yeah, I, right. That could be a seed that they planted for Betty to be somebody else's kid, but who else is, I don't think, I don't know. She can't be FP's kid because then her and Jughead would be brother and sister. And I don't think that we're going to go down that route. I hope not. I don't think, we really can't, like, I, I already, weirdly enough, even though they have nothing to do with each other, between Pretty Little Liars, Game of Thrones, and Riverdale right now, I get things over splice of like, what am I upset about right now? Oh, this is what I'm upset about. Like the, um, I just, cause I got so excited about all this stuff because there's so many other things that happened before all of this to build up to this. Now we got to talk about dumb fuck Archie <laughs> and the whole, you know what? Again, Veronica, again, is the number one person I hate the most on this show right now. Still love her with all my heart, but I got to say, I went, <laughs> when Archie was like, your dad sucks, Ron. Yeah. <laughs> Ron. Your dad sucks. Yeah, Ron, your dad sucks. <laughs> that was like, that was, that, that was the best line Archie has said in years. I had to pause it so like, I could go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I'm Archie. Oh, I got things to say and they are smart. Well, and, and Ronnie is such an inconsistent ass character. I was half waiting for Ronnie to be like, don't say that about my dad, Archie. But yeah, she that's my daddy. Yeah, but she because she is, she's like, my daddy needs to be taken down. And then Archie would be like, yeah, your dad sucks. And it would have been completely still in character for her to be like, that's my daddy, Archie. Oh, Thankfully, yeah. She didn't do that. And she decided uh, she needed to take down her dad once and for all. And so... What do they do but set up a fun multi-site FBI sting? I just, this, I can't, I was so mad about all of this, unnecessarily, way too angry about all this stuff. So up top, Hiram says, hey, this town's falling apart. I'm going to buy Riverdale. Which I did love when he told Hermione to, to pack up her office. It was like, can you just get rid of the... Can you get rid of the mayor if you own the town? Is that how owning a town works? Again, science and and buying of a town, I don't know anything <laughs> actually about. Is that how it goes that now you just own like everything, everything? I mean, this is actually something I did want to look up because there is like the, there are, like 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 Michigan has had a thing where it was essentially like private like fully privatized. And so th- 
to some extent there is a thing where you can like buy off like the government debts and privatize them but i also was like i'm not sure the riverdale writers know exactly what it is they're saying which i love because that's about as much as i know yeah exactly it's something that has echoes of something that really could happen if not something that really could happen i think but i'm not really sure either so he's gonna come in he's gonna buy the whole thing and so arch's like no you're not mr lodge i'm gonna fight you for the town (laughs) i'm gonna fight you for the town is that what he's which also again i love that they have started using they built this sauna and they were like we're gonna get at least six scenes out of this sauna (laughs) you know what you know oh they have to have a conversation put them in the we got that sauna you want to use the sauna where is the sauna why does archie have access to it it says on the side of it boxing gym did you see that no it just says boxing gym in tiles on the wall of the sauna huge in the background it says boxing gym Uh. so i guess that's at Hiram's boxing gym? And Hiram goes to the boxing gym sauna, even though until today he didn't box? He didn't box because wrestling, he did wrestle, but wrestling is a whole other sport. Because that's what I said. I was watching it with Jeff and his roommates, and I was just like, I mean, he wrestled, so I get it. Of course he's a, he's like, no, those are two different. (laughs) <laughs> Those are two very different sports. It's like, oh, I don't know. It's men grappling. On the, in my brain, same as I assume as the Riverdale writer's brain, it's all the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's fighting. And, and what does Riverdale love more than a grown man fighting with a child? They forgot that they totally did that exact same plot with the wrestling. And now they just had a whole thing where Hiram Lodge was like, yes, child, I'll fight you for ownership of this town. Invite everybody. <laughs> They did the same thing that with the wrestling match in the high school as they did with this boxing match, which I love too. And both times, you are fighting. Look at him. He is chiseled out of stone. <laughs> Mark Consuelos is just, he is just pure, solid sex muscle. And how could you think you could go against that, Archie? You dumb fuck. And of course, afterwards, he was just like, I was just, I was just taking up your time, making sure you weren't paying attention, Mr. Lodge. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. So you're just like, you knew you were going to lose so that Veronica could, I just, she's also doing all of the illegal things. Does she realize that in doing this, if this sticks, which is probably not going to, she's also going to lose everything? No, but that was the best. This is they do this in Law and Order all the time. Cops just being like, no, 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 it's cool. I'm not going to charge you, like, which is just not ever how anything works. But uh, the FBI agent was like, it's okay. We're not interested in you. As if law enforcement never sweeps up a bunch of lower peons in their, you know conspiracy charges and all that which is like again literally all they do is to try to get the lowest down people and punish them and instead this is like no 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 no. we are noble law enforcement we only want Hiram Lodge the fact that you are an underage child who's been running a bar that's been serving alcohol to minors ridiculous uh, that is has no bearing on your uh, implication you're, you're completely fine you're not culpable we only want Uh, Hiram, we're not going to take down anyone else who is directly involved with this series of crimes. Yeah, and also on top of that, she's saying all these things that she does in her, in Le Bon Nuit, in front of Archie's mother. 
Which is like, if that was my kid's girlfriend, I'd be like, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't date her anymore, you know? Well, not only that, but I have a bone to pick with Archie's mother, who (laughs) is sitting in the audience watching a grown man try to kill her son. And she's just sitting there like, Archie, Archie. I've been feeling a little bit particularly kind of like mama bear lately and 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 like uh, a, a kind of like primal desire to protect of my course, child. Of course, you are thick with child. I'm thick with child. And when I see, you know, in real life anything bad happening to children, it makes me like incensed with, with rage. And so I'm watching fucking Molly Ringwald watch her son being beaten to death by an adult man in front of hundreds of people. Because he was going to beat him to death, man. He was going to beat him to death. That was his plan. Yeah, 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 yeah. His plan, explicitly, as stated, was I'm going to kill Archie in the ring. People were betting on it. He's beating your son to death, Molly Ringwald. And Molly Ringwald is just like, Archie, get in there. Get in there and put yourself, stand between him and be like, kill me first, bitch. Like, what the fuck is wrong with Molly Ringwald? I don't know. And also, I I hate to even think that, like, in my brain, of course, I'm just like, if Luke Perry were here, he would stop this. Which is probably not the case. Or he would at least go up to the ring and try and be like, Get him out of the ring or be like, no, fight me instead. Well, you know that's, what I mean? But, the, but I think you're absolutely right. But in that, that's why Molly Ringwald had even more responsibility to go in there because she's a woman. So go in there, whatever. She, she Make Mark, make Hiram Lodge, not actually Mark Consuelos, make Hiram Lodge be the type of guy who's going to punch and kill a woman to get to her child. You know, yes. like put your body in between them. I will say this. There's no way Hiram Lodge, I don't think, would ever hit a woman. I don't think so either because he's such a like dignified old-fashioned man, you know. Yeah. So that's I mean, why... he will definitely try and like shoot his wife for sure, but I don't think he would ever backhand her. You know? He would he would do domestic violence. I don't think he would do violence to a, a woman who's not his wife. And no. uh and he would absolutely kill Fred Andrews like with a he would not hesitate. So if anything, it's better to have the mom there than the dad because he would totally not hesitate to punch poor Luke Perry, you know, uh, yeah. like like somebody who is not as muscular as him. He would he doesn't care. He's a dirty fighter. But I don't think he's dirty enough to punch Molly Ringwald in front of no. everybody at that fight. But I was just I was very upset about that. Archie, Archie, like Archie, and then, I don't I don't like her voice. I don't I know that she, I'm just mad because she'll never be Fred. And I'm aware of this. But I just need everyone to know that I'm going to forever dislike Molly Ringwald in this show just because she's not Fred. It has nothing to do with her. And I hate that I feel this way, but I can't stop. You know? Yeah. No, I think that that's I think that that's fair. And uh, you know, and 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 it's only because the FBI decided to really wait until Archie was almost dead to finally go in and stop the fight. And I don't even I don't think there's no way that's going to stick. You can't get rid of it. like that's not I right? I don't think that that can stick. And then, so are they really going to put him in jail? And then it's going to essentially Veronica's going to do with Hiram what Betty's been doing with Hal in the prison, where he's still a character, but maybe she becomes his minion overall once he gets put into jail, and then she starts doing the work for him. Yeah, because there's no way she can get rid of loving daddy. I yeah. also I I really didn't like. Her rendition of daddy issues? <laughs> I, for a second, I spent about 15 seconds being so upset because I thought, 
I didn't realize that she was singing at La Bonne Nuit and not at La 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 Royale. El Royale, yes. El Royale, thank you. And uh and I was like, is she literally singing during this fucking boxing match in the same space? And then it and then I was mad. I was I was incensed about it for about 10 to 15 seconds. And then I realized it was a, a classic Riverdale montage. And then I felt better about it. I actually also had the same um, flight of anger because <laughs> I thought they had set up the boxing ring in La Bonne Nuit. I so I was thinking what you <laughs> So same, but the opposite ends of it. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They just set up a boxing ring in this speakeasy slash casino. But it wasn't. They were actually at the boxing gym, which I think El Royale is Elio and Hiram's boxing ring thing, right? I think so, yeah. I think it's not because they needed to get Hiram on the one that he owned although he also owns Archie's gym um, but yeah I think that that it's I mean I you're right Hiram owns everything yeah yeah I mean yeah I mean soon he's gonna own Riverdale I think I think that that's probably still going to happen but we got to talk about how much man Ooh, Ronnie running I'm gonna put you in a grave you are using Reggie and it's not fair you, you don't you I just you we all see how Veronica looks at Archie. They are Endgame. As everyone get, uh, is someone getting paid to write the word <laughs> Endgame into the show? Because they keep bringing it up. And it's really starting to piss me off. You're Endgame, Archie. <laughs> How about that moment when Archie comes over to tell Veronica that he loves her? Reggie's already there. Reggie says, I told her that I love her. And she told me that she loves me back. Archie says, is that true? And Veronica says, that is what I said. That is what I said. Oh, ouch. Ouch, Reggie. Ouch, ouch. Reggie, wake up, man. That poor, big, handsome steed of a man. Open (laughs) up your beautiful eyes and look at what she's doing to you. She is using you for your help. And now she's essentially paying you back. That is what I said. She's just paying you back with fucks for now, which I guess that's fine. But don't say you love him, Ronnie. You don't. You love Archie. And I know you're everyone is capable of loving more than one person at one time. But we all can see what's happening here. Well, and why does she even need Reggie? This seems like a recycled. This seems like a classic old Riverdale, you know, second verse, same as the first. Like, why does she need Reggie right now? I think that, unfortunately, Ronnie is the type of girl that thinks that she needs a dude to protect her. And probably it's not in her best interest, especially since her father just beat the shit out of Archie, for them to immediately get back together. But do you th- I think by the end of this season, we got one more episode. We have one more episode. By the end of this, I bet that they'll be back together. Definitely. Definitely. They're going to just f- fast forward the entire Reggie, uh, Archie plotline that happened over the course of, like, 12 episodes it's all gonna happen again within the next like 24 hours there's just no way that they don't end up together because they are endgame but i will say maybe they might say the word endgame three more times in the next episode (laughs) to get that to happen because apparently molly ringwald's all on board yeah i i I think that that's i mean and 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 that and the fact that that i don't know i don't even i can't even devote an ounce, an ounce of caring about Veronica and Archie and Reggie 
really because I'm too concerned about everybody who's at the farm and what's going to happen to their organs and Dude. what happened with Tony and Cheryl and how Cheryl <gasps> can we talk about that scene all right so essentially Betty goes and was just like hey guys they're stealing your kidneys and Cheryl and Titi which thank Christ because they are still in there they're not quite like the Kevin and Fang situation which obviously when Betty went to go tell them. They were like, nah, girl, we're going to get you. Which I did like. I was looking up stuff, and the internet is calling them Kangs right now. <laughs> and I really like calling them Kangs. Are they, like, making out, or are they just, like, BFFs? I don't. Well, because in the Big Fun episode, remember in the, like, in the Sisters of Quiet Mercy, I think they were getting married? Oh, yeah, yeah, or yeah. Or they're getting a farm version of married? But it is very weird that now all of a sudden, Fang's just like, I'm really effeminate now. Where it's like, you know, I don't, this is, for a show that is very, um, like, very good and very accepting of, like, it doesn't really matter whatever you want to fuck. That, that's, like, barely an issue when it comes to these kind of things. Um, I, it's a very weird cartoony choice when it's like you weren't like that before or unless that's something that the character wants you know yeah that was just one of these things where I was like oh I guess Kevin and Fangs are an item now um, or they're just in it because of the cult or whatever but in any case they are they seem to be end game in a different kind of way because I think that they're they, <laughs> they're like willing to just sacrifice Betty to Edgar Evernever and won't even hear her talking about the organ harvesting, even though they have had their organs harvested themselves. They don't want to listen, but how about when Cheryl, so Cheryl runs, she's like, Titi just went in for the surgery, and she went, and she steals her from the surgeon's room, and when they were running out, and Titi gets out the window, and she shuts the window, and, and everyone that I was watching with was just like, Cheryl, what are you doing? Get out of the window. There's yeah. like definitely enough time for you to get out of the window. Yeah, why didn't she go? Until I saw that she was there to keep everybody off so that TT could run. She was the one like in there fighting them all off to give her extra time so she could run, which I was like, Oh my God, I didn't think I could be any more in love with Cheryl, and now I am. Yeah, but then Titi is out there just like standing there watching Cheryl get beaten. It's like, run! Run, you beautiful bitch! Run, run, run away from there! Yeah, yeah. But I guess that's oh right. Cheryl, Cheryl sacrificed herself for Titi. She sacrificed herself for Titi, and now what's going to happen to her? And also now Betty's going to have all of her organs ripped out. And we, I mean, we haven't even talked about Jughead yet and Ethel and the Lord of the Flies moment. There's hundreds of missing children living in uh, Fox, what is it, Fox Forest? Fox Forest. And there's just hundreds of them. The Lost Boys, they're called. Uh, small children, like 12 and under. Um, and it's all D Dilton Doyle's... Doy D Dilton Doyle's... God, the fucking names in the show. Um, it was all of his uh, Boy Scout group that's out there doing this. So this is going back... Also, this is circling back around to where all of this shit began. Yes. Yeah. And so they've been out there uh, living on their own, serving the Gargoyle King, serving Princess Ethelene. So Ethel is back. She's been living in a lair in the woods, serving the Gargoyle King, trying to uh, fulfill his tasks, which included sending Betty to the Gargoyle King and... Um, at prom. And then when Jughead finds her, she says, save me, Jughead Jones. You're my, help me, Jughead Jones. You're my only hope. 
which truly, <laughs> truly was a special moment. I, I was just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I wish I had been watching that the episode with Gideon for that reason, but I, that is just, I was like, can you even do that? Are you even allowed to do that? <laughs> Save me, Jughead Jones. You're my only hope. And she's down in their secret hub, which, of course, she knows about because they used to play G&G down in this lair. The fact that she could just get in there, which means now that this is not a sacred, secret place anymore. This girl is in charge of all of these little boys that are now essentially feral, and none of the parents are looking for them, which I think is uh, kind of fun. No one really cares about what's going on with any of these kids out in the woods. Yeah, hundreds of missing children, missing for months. And and it's kind of like she's Wendy and they're the Lost Boys, you know? Yes, which is a, another... It is it is such a mashup of references. <laughs> I love this show so much. It's so much put together that I just... I, I can't. I, it makes me so happy. But also, poor Ethel. Give this girl a goddamn break. Give her some sort of heroin moment, you know? Yeah. Why are yeah. they making her so pathetic? I know. They are making her really pathetic, which upsets me. Because in the first season, she was, like, not pathetic. She was, like, had some solidarity with all the other girls when they all united against that, that like, burn book that the boys had or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the Ethel's character in the first season. And since then, they've just made her increasingly pathetic. Um and like weirdly, maybe in love with Jughead, although I don't think completely in love with Jughead. Yeah. Which girl? I get it. Yeah. I mean, who's not? Uh, so Jughead kind of helps her. They. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, we got to talk about the scene. So he he helps her. She's like he convinces her to, uh, to betray the Gargoyle King, which was pretty easy for him to do. But this is also after the whole getting stalked through a junkyard by the Black Hood with his hook right. as he walks through and just... Yes. That was a pretty creepy part. Yes. Jughead, Ethel, and a random child named Jack, maybe. Uh, Jack, the youngest get, one. The youngest one. All get trapped on the school bus where they, the same crime scene school bus that Jughead was contaminating last week. Uh, and the Black Hood just wanders out of the junkyard, comes to try to attack them on the bus, dragging his hook everywhere. They trap him on the bus and then just run. And then that plot line is completely dropped. And then they just run to FP and FP's like, yeah, we'll take care of the hundred wood children. No problem. Where are you going to put them? The orphanage is now a cult. Are they <laughs> just going to take them to the cult, which obviously have something to do with each other. But what we do end up finding out after Ethel squeals to Jughead, which after all this time, after all of like the murders and all everything that's happening, now you say something about it? Like what has changed? Which means... That this is not, I, I think that this is a part of a quest as opposed to her just like letting him know because she wants to kiss him. I think that this means that they're going after Jughead and this is a part of whatever quest is next. Maybe. Uh, let me just say that if, if, if the Riverdale writers manage to tie where we have gone in season three back to season one, 
I mean, they're obviously trying. Yes. Whether or not they can do it is another question. But if they, tr- because, you know, as we talked about last week, Riverdale started season one. We're all normal high school kids and somebody died in a river and let's figure out what happened. And now there are like three to four serial killers and one to two cults and two more than, and then three gangs. And it's just like, and, and two different hordes of, of lost missing children. Remember all the children at the sisters of quiet mercy and all. Oh yeah. So like we are the, and so if they manage to try to connect and and mind you only the last two episodes, are they going to actually do the work of making this all tie together? But of course, if they try to connect it all back to what happened in season one with Jason Blossom, I will I will tip my hat to them. It's beautiful what they the the plot lines they they choose to crochet together to make this overall plant hanger of a show. You know what I mean? Because they really pick and choose what they're going to come back around to. The fact that now I mean obviously the Black Hood has something to do with the Gargoyle King. I think that it has to. I don't think that there's I think that they must have been working together, but it would have been awesome if it's like we watched Jason Blossom get murdered, right? Yes. I did see a theory online. This is not my own theory. That what if there was another Blossom child mm. that we didn't know about mm. that has come out and saying that like almost like where it's like how Polly looks to Betty when she has like her hypnosis. What if there's another of the Blossoms that we are not that we haven't met yet? But then why is Jason Blossom's coffin empty? Interesting. Maybe they had to use his body, like with my clone science, to make a clone of him. I think that they took his body and they put the organs in it and they reanimated his corpse. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only explanation. (laughs) It's the most logical explanation, Jackie. It's the most logical explanation. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I love this show. I love this show so much. We have to stop. We have to stop talking about the show. We, we got to. Stop. We got to end the episode. <laughs> we have to end this episode. There was just too much. There's just so much going on. Um, I really hope that's what happens. We are going to find out. I think that that's this week, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's definitely this week. All right. I'm scared about what's going to happen. And um, thank you guys for joining us for this wild ride of going back through this. I think that us talking about it made sense, but there was just every minute was another plot. So it was uh it was a lot to cover and I just I had to watch it twice. Yeah. I love this episode was amazing. And and those of you who watch it on live, you can tweet at us your emotions, but 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 we know that we are going to come to it late, but I don't mind the emotions because then I know what emotions to prepare myself to have going in. I love the emotions. I feel like this week I need to like figure out my schedule so I can watch it right when it comes out. I got to figure something out because I really um I mean, the dark secret of Harvest House. This one, uh, this one, this one was a home run, guys. It was. This was a big, this was a grand slam. Oh my God. I can't believe this week's the last episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us on Riverdale Roundup. Uh, we got one more episode. We have one more episode left. We just have one more episode left. I, um, my chest hurts. I'm scared and also I'm going to miss it. So there's also like the grieving process. Uh, I think that we'll be able to make it through the summer uh, because we know that, you know, there is a next season coming out and it's going to be great. We love you guys so much and we will 
talk to you less next week about the last episode. Bye. Bye. I'm a I'm a this show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last.